Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga. With player picks as dazzling as a Joshua Kimmich lob, fantasy advice as dangerous as a collision with Tobias Stieler, and pundits who had very different midweek experiences. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Match Day 29. And joining me as ever, it is the fantasy Fußball got himself, Flo. Flo, uh, the midweek madness is over, but it's fair to say your player picks fared a little bit better than mine and uh, Kamada was uh, an inspired choice I have to say yeah I'm very glad it it worked out because I mean I, I was shouting his name over the rooftops and I was actually afraid that he might not even be in the starting lineup so I, I was relieved uh, as I saw that that he was starting and then getting I think what was it 20 or 19 points very, very good indeed. And I'm happy because I bought it myself. I live by the sword and I'll probably die by it. So that's, well, I, I went with my own picks and did all right. Oh, that was it. I, admittedly, of the three players that I threw out for my, you know, player picks, it was Lajlo Benes was the Vegas choice. He did not do anything. Uh, Kanan Karaman did well uh, as my super schnepchen. I was happy with that. And then Alassane Player was my banker. And uh, you talk about living and dying by the sword. I certainly died by the sword with Alassane Player in midweek. So uh, that was a bit of a disappointment. But uh, I'm ready to to reclaim my reputation because midweek, it did seem to be a particularly difficult minefield to navigate. I don't know about you, Flo, but I almost feel like scoring over 100 points points was a huge huge result this week yeah i'm not sure I've, i felt bad because at the start uh, of the bundesliga i debated going for baumgartner or kinds as my budget midfielder and in the end i, I went for kinds and still got got kinds in the squad and didn't have baumgartner and i mean he was a huge differential what was it 29 points or something like that so it's a bit like Werner uh, in the the match day before. If you don't have him, you 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 probably have uh, problems um, making up ground uh, to other people. But uh, yeah, all in all, decent. Um, I just beat myself up a bit because of Andre Silva. I, I didn't talk about him on Twitter, and that's that's the reason why I at the end didn't buy him. Because when I was doing my own transfers like 30 minutes to kickoff time I actually thought oh I haven't I haven't thought about Silva he he is actually a great pick but yeah went with Werner and Kamada instead of Kostic and Silva just a yeah slim two uh, two v2 and that did cost me but I, I didn't want uh, to bring in Silva without having like uh, taught at him uh, earlier that that would have felt like I was keeping him a secret um, but he was the, the highest scoring striker in midweek with 19 points so that that would have been great but there you go yeah that's the type of move flow that you would have made in the past I think and that's the type of stuff that makes you the fantasy football got maybe you're losing your touch just a tad yeah, I, I <laughs> just want I didn't want to come across as a cheater you know oh that's like like every, every I was saying chic like Schick is in the same boat as Silva and, and would have been for, for me personally. But when I thought about it, I actually preferred Silva over Schick because I felt like Schick was more likely to drop if he doesn't have a good game and to be a one and done for your team. While Silva, I think, is a clear cut number one striker at the moment at Frankfurt. So, but I hadn't had that thought pro process until 25 minutes to kick off. And then I, I said, well, beat it. Uh, I, I go with what I said. Oh, I think that's I think that's admirable of you, but I think it's also fair to say that the the results in this English Woche, as they call it here in Germany, were all over the place. Quite a few upsets, some you know unexpected results out there as well, and therefore I think it it was just a, a very tricky fantasy 
match day to navigate in the end. And so hopefully things will maybe settle down a bit more into a normal rhythm this weekend. I mean, I only came out with 80 points, but there is, there's a lot of stories as to reasons why um, I ended up having Angelino starred as my as my star defender by the end of the match day, despite the fact that I had other defenders that could have come in. And of course, Angelino only scored zero points. So it was just, it was a bit of a nightmare for me, but there were extraneous circumstances that kind of led to it. But I am ready to get back uh, and bounce back this weekend. I'm sure a lot of people out there are too because it was a tough one and as I say if you got over 100 points I think you could be very very pleased with that but while I want to just take a moment to say thank you to all the new listeners that have joined us over the last couple of uh, weeks and I would also like to say Flo and I think had a lot of fun on Twitter during midweek answering all your questions we were happy to do that there were a ton of them uh, and we were great to see that but if you will allow me one second for the old hats of talking foosball fantasy because it's something I've forgotten to do the last couple of shows and it's the is talk about the TFF Pokal. That is the cup game that is being run by our good friend Haymarket Second. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. That is where the, the cup bracket can be found. And it is worth noting... And this isn't just because I got through the round of 16. but Of course not. Uh, of course not. Of course but not. We, no. we are now into uh, the quarterfinal stages of, of the TFF Pokal that is run by Haymarket Second. Flo, you were knocked out a couple of rounds ago. That's okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm still, thanks I'm for still, reminding me. That's all right. I'm still flying the flag for TFF. An extra time. <laughs> I, I think I, I even got out on penalty. Yeah. I think it was on penalty. Um, on right? Yeah, it was indeed. Yeah. So, um, But of course, Haymarket Second on Twitter. We'll, I'll tweet the link as well from the Talking Foosball account. But if you are old hats you may still be in that tournament for anyone that's new to the show unfortunately the entry for the cup started a long long time ago back on match day 18 so we are now down to our last couple of rounds as we enter the closing stages of the 2019-20 campaign but I just wanted to give it a shout out again because I'd forgotten to uh, and it is worth noting I mean that the teams that are still in it Tonavetta United, Il Diavolo, Live and Let Kai, that's me. Korosh, uh, our good friend Korosh, who regularly sends in questions. We've got Arange Mechanic, White Swan FC, FC Hartshausen, and Norm Reactive. So some interesting names out there, but best of luck to everyone that's still in it. I'm hoping to take home the crown because I don't think I'm going to be able to win any of my mini leagues this season, but the cup dream is still alive. But on that note, we shall now move on to some of the listener questions because, again, we have had a whole host of them and from a lot of new names. And again, thank you for getting in touch to everyone that did. But we will start with someone who's well known on the show. He goes by the name of Ignatius Brian L1. He, again, has a three-part question, as per usual flow. And his first part of that is he wants our views on Derida as a one-match-day punt this weekend. Yeah, I like it because I like Hatter against Augsburg at home. Derida is 8 million for that price. Like I personally would... Uh, like Baumgartner over Derrida. Hoffenheim is playing at Mainz. And after that, they're playing at Düsseldorf. So that sounds good. And uh, I think Baumgartner has a bigger potential. Derrida might even be the safer pick um, regarding his flaw. But all in all, I, I would choose Baumgartner over him. On the other hand, Baumgartner is probably on a lot of people's shopping lists after what he've done in, in midweek. So if you want to go differential, Darida is definitely one route to go. And we will talk about other midfielders in that price range later, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got to talk about Hertha as well later on in the show. But on to the second part of his question. He wants to talk about Timo Werner because I think he's noticed, and I'll be honest, I've noticed this as well, Flo, but when Schick is in the starting lineup, Werner doesn't quite perform as well as he does when Paulson is. And so Ignatius Bryan is asking, is this something that we're worried about? Yeah, could be. I, I was trying to, to get a hold of it and like 16 games, Werner and Schick stood on a field together and I think Werner scored six goals in them. That's around, like, I, I did that via hand. So it's not like you, you shouldn't bank your house on that fact I just gave, but, uh, it's, it's around that number. So it's, it's worse than without Schick on the pitch, but it might be that they're not just gelling yet. And maybe they are in the future because Schick is, I mean, he's a good football player. It's not like he's a big target man and uh, doesn't know how to play a pass. He actually can, but for some reason, they're not harmonizing 
as good as Werner is with Paulsen, but they had a lot more time. I mean, we've seen Werner uh, missing in action at times uh, with Paulsen as well. And during all his seasons, he was always volatile. But when he went on the scoring spree, you had problems when he wasn't in your squad. So... Yeah, I'm I'm a bit worried, but not worried in, enough to sell him. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think, I mean, beyond the fact that, yes, you're right, Flo, Paulson and Werner have this partnership they've built up over years and this understanding. I do think it maybe also comes down to the fact that, for me, Patrick Schick is a little more of a selfish player than Yusuf Paulson. Paulson really puts it all out there for the team, will drop back, and he does still chip in with the odd goal and assist here and there. But I think Schick really wants the goals to be on his account as opposed to anyone else's, and it does seem to detract from Werner. And I think the fear right now is three games since the restart of the Bundesliga, it looks like we might be back to the you know two goal Timo or, or patchy Timo in terms of it's one game off one game on with him he scored well against Mainz but he didn't do well against Hertha that does mean potentially that if that pattern does follow he should do well against Köln that's what I'm hoping for but I do think it is a, a, a cause for concern no doubt about it and it sometimes maybe even makes Patrick Schick the more enticing option in Leipzig's front line purely based on the fact that he's a so much cheaper than Timo Werner. He is, but I'm, I mean, he scored, I think, eight points and that's with uh, scoring a goal. Yeah, well, this is, yeah, Werner's... That's not, not something to, to go to town with. No, no, Werner's upside is much, much bigger than Schick's. I don't think Schick's ever scored over, oh, I want to I take a guess at around about 16 points in a game, even the ones he started. But don't quote me on that because I don't have the stats in front of me. But I do get that feeling that Werner's certainly has the much, much bigger upside than Schick. It really does come down to price point. Maybe that's one for some of the new listeners that have only just created teams. If you can't afford Werner, Schick isn't a bad route into the Leipzig starting lineup. Speaking of another Leipzig player, though, uh, Ignatius Bryan is asking, if Demirbay starts and, Angel and he's got Angelino on his side as well, who should he get rid of this week? So in this case, I would get rid of Angelino, um, but... He's actually not, not very high on my chopping block just because I think Halsenberg is now s suspended and he came on as a substitute against Hertha. I, I'm, I'm positive he'll start at Cologne. I know I said that for the, before the midweek fixture, uh, that he's going, probably going to start. He wasn't. So I'm, I'm definitely keeping him at least one more game. Yeah, he's an, he's an interesting one. Since the Bundesliga has come back, he feels like one of the biggest losers um, in terms of where his status was in the fantasy game before the hiatus and where it is after the hiatus. Yes. I, I, it's a big debate for me. You're sticking by him. I'm not... I'm not sold yet on whether to stick with him yet. It, I think for me, it'll come down to whether... I have transfers that I prioritize more over him because I do think there is a chance he comes back in. But if it's not yeah. going to be a consistent source of starts and points, then I don't necessarily want him in my team long term. But it doesn't mean it won't work out this weekend, no doubt about it. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not saying that I would, like, if it w uh, there were unlimited transfers, he wouldn't be in my squad. But I've got two Cologne players as it is, Kainz and Cordova. They're gone. Then I've got one more transfer left and I, I don't think I'll spend it on selling Angelino. No, that's that's very fair. Okay, on to the next question then. It's from at FPL Addicted. Uh, he's asking, who do you guys think will score big in defence, midfield and forward departments? Now, of course, if we could answer this every week, then we'd be top of every leaderboard there is. But uh, both Flo and I have tried to pick one player per position. Flo, do you want to go first? Yeah, although I have to make a disclaimer that I'm like... I could name Kimmich, Havertz and Lewandowski here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't feel that that would like honor the intent of the question. So I'm going with guys who might actually not be in your teams. And I'm going with Benzabaini in defense, 9.6 million. He's on top of my personal defender shopping list for this week. Then we got uh, Florian Neuhaus in midfield, 13.2 million, a bit pricey for my taste. So I'm not sure he's going into my squad, but he was by far the best Gladbach outfield player at Bremen. I think he cemented his place in the absence of Zakaria as being a, a pivotal player for Gladbach. And they're playing at home against Union. They're not looking good. 
after the Bundesliga restart. So I think Neuhaus can be a differential pick with a very good game against Union. And up front, I've got Mateusz Cunha, 9.3 million. Like he, he, he's brilliant right now. And, uh, Hatter's facing off Augsburg at home. That's a matchup I like. These three I got. No, I, I like I like the picks. I'll be honest, with my defender, there is a bit of a risk. I was going to throw Hakimi out there, but I, I kind of want to go the same route as Flo and try and pick players that won't necessarily be in a lot of teams. And it is a risk because there are doubts about his fitness. But Maximilian Mittelstedt, uh, I think, could be someone that does score big this weekend with Hertha playing against Augsburg at home. In midfield, I've gone with Christoph Baumgartner. I commentated the Hoffenheim game against Köln. And to say he was inspired, it just, I don't think does him service. He was an absolute, it was an incredible individual performance from him and it obviously showed in the fantasy game as well and I think now may not be a bad time to jump on the Baumgartner bandwagon and then I know I picked him in my player picks and he, he I died on that sword but I'm going to double down on Alassane player against Union at home. I do think he could make amends for what was a very, very poor showing against Werder Bremen though. I am inclined and that's not just because Flo's on the show but I'm inclined to give Bremen a lot of credit for the way they stifled Gladbach as opposed to saying that Gladbach didn't do enough in that game but I would like to think the player will have a bit of a better time against Union okay moving on to the next listener question it's from at DMP right and it's a three-part question the first part he says best Angelino replacements so he's not quite in the same boat as you Flo he's looking to get rid who would you be replacing him with though yeah, I made my point why I would probably stick with Angelino, but if your squad is absolutely looking in great shape, then you might think about it. And Benzabaini would be the first guy on my sheet for replacement of Angelino. If you already have him, maybe I would look at Daily Sinkgrafen of Leverkusen just because he plays on a Friday evening. Um, that's definitely adding some flexibility uh, to your squad and might be a good route. He's not necessarily the best fantasy player, but Freiburg is conceding a lot of shots lately, and uh, I think Leverkusen might benefit uh, of that. And that would be like the two guys in around that price range uh, I would think about. No, I think both both are very good picks. Uh, yeah, I had Benzabaini in my squad. But Benzabaini by a mile over yeah. Sinkgraven. Sinkgraven has a Friday evening fixture going into his favour. That's it. Sinkgraven for me, it depends on what formation Leverkusen start with. There are rumours that they might go back to a three-man back line, which would shift Sinkgraven a little further upfield. Yes. And that would certainly make him a very interesting prospect. DMP right also asked about Gladbach assets he said stick or twist player in particular look to be playing quite deep and wide now you know what my stance is but Flo how do you feel about the the Gladbach assets yeah I agree with you yeah I love Gladbach assets I think they they have to bounce back and uh, Rosa did four changes so he rotated a lot at Bremen and I think it showed it it wasn't a, a good idea they're just like they were, they were lucky to get one point and had also the uh, support of the referees and the video <laughs> assistant referee to make that happen. But it's not like I'm feeling bitter. No, of course not. It's a valuable point still. Yeah. And if the, the, the guy who does the commentary, not the English one, James, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, well, it's a foul, but it's not enough for a penalty, then it's all I have to know. But how competent you are. I'm glad it wasn't me that was on that. I mean, if it's a foul, if it's in a penalty box, like at one and one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes you would like to yeah. think that football is that simple. But unfortunately, even in the era of VAR, it still isn't. And it, that wasn't the only example this weekend either. No. I mean, Mr. Jerome Boateng springs to mind. Horrific. Yeah. Horrific, horrific weekend for the video assistant referee. And for everyone who hasn't seen it, it was just, it was a foul on Klassen. It wasn't on purpose, but he hit him at the back of the leg. So Klassen tripped up. It wasn't a penalty box. Should have been a penalty. Wasn't. But That's it. Yeah. If you're going to give. Who cares? On the other hand, Dusseldorf 
got a goal that should have been disallowed. So everything's <laughs> fine. There you go. It, it doesn't quite even itself out, though, that, that does it. Um, yeah, and in fairness, I think the only game that VAR had a good game in was the, the hoffenheim Köln one, and it was very, very busy in that yeah. one. But we digress, but I do want to talk about Köln because that's the uh, third part of DMP Wright's questions. He's asking for the best value picks to replace Köln assets because I think a lot of people, him included, had a lot of Köln players at the start uh, when the Bundesliga restarted, and mm-hmm. now they're not looking... Looking quite as good a prospect. No, uh, I would get especially because you have so many Leipzig assets probably in your squad. So if you ha- don't have any Leipzig assets, I wouldn't mind having like, for instance, Florian Kainz closing out the match day. See, I, 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 I wouldn't be thrilled about it, but I wouldn't mind it. But as it is right now, I've got four Leipzig players, two Cologne players, six guys on the last kickoff. That's just not going to work uh, for me. Um, I, I rattle up in defense. I've got Benzabaini already talked about him. 9.6. He's on the pricey side. Sinkgrafen already talked about him as well. Posh of Hoffenheim, 5.6 million. He's interesting. You're banking on him scoring after set pieces and or Hoffenheim getting a clean sheet at Mainz. Both not out of the question. On the other side of the pitch is Alexander Hack for 4.9 million defender. Challenge monster. The hack attack. The hack attack, yeah. A fantasy hero from a few seasons back. Uh, He can score off the set pieces as well. Marco Friedel of Bremen actually looked pretty decent the last two match days. You can have him for 3.8 million. He's playing as a wing back and I expect him to stay in the squad even if uh, Augustinsson is back. And then we got Pekarik. In my opinion, the best budget defender choice for this weekend was 1.8 million. And in midfield, we got, uh, we already talked about the reader, but Baumgartner, I think in this price range has to be the number one asset to look at. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think if you go cheaper than Baumgartner, you are you're taking a, a, a healthy measure of risk with any of the players that you pick. There are a few out there that might seem attractive and maybe got a game. Although maybe actually, I, I, you know what? I'll throw one more name out there, and it's purely based on the fact that he's a Friday night fixture. But if uh, Roland Schalai is still in the starting lineup for Freiburg, I want to say he's around about five million yeah. off the top of my head. He's maybe one to consider as well. But beyond that, I think Baumgartner and Schalai, I wouldn't look beyond those two when it comes to any midfielders that are cheaper than those two. Okay, shall we move on to the next listener question? It's from at SBKenzie-esque 11. He is asking, if you were spending big on four midfielders, who would you prioritise? Kai Havertz would actually be number one because he's playing on Friday evening. And at the end of an English Woche, there can be more rotation than we would like for our fantasy teams. So... I'm afraid there will be a few players in your squad who surprisingly won't feature in the starting 11. That's just how it goes. Um, but I'm expecting the probably, like the probably lineups I'm going through. And then I would love Harvard's first choice. Then it's Sancho. That's risky, but I like him. And he's in no one's team right now playing at Paderborn. Bounce back from the game against Munich. Like it. Nabri at home against Düsseldorf. And then it's in Kunku. I know he has let people down a bit, but I just think his potential is too good to pass up. And also his price tag is quite decent. And I like the matchup at Cologne as well. Yeah, I think those are four very, very solid picks. We want I want to have a talk to you about Sancho and Gnabry later in this show. So I'll throw out one more name and that would be Philip Kostic because, I again, I think he has shown so many times, even when Frankfurt aren't playing well, that he can pick up big points. He had a couple of duff games either side of the hiatus. But I think what we saw against Freiburg was kind of Philip Kostic getting back to former form and really making a big impact on that Frankfurt left wing. And so he is a very pricey player as well. But therefore, I'd throw his name into the mix because it turned out to be quite a good midweek pick. I have to say he was basically the person that rescued my entire game week I'm not going to lie because I star manned him so that was very fortunate for me okay moving on to the next listener question it's another three part one flow Uh, it's from at liverbird 2703 and the first part is who should I get in for Christoph Lentz and Robert Andrich the two Union players so definitely uh, Pekarik because he's very cheap 1.8 million in midfield is really tough 
I would try to get up. So with your third transfer, free up a bit more funds. If you can't do that, I might try Laszlo Benes as a hero move uh, for 2.7 million because he actually has the potential to score big if he's in the starting lineup. Guys, you can look who are probably starting, but in one instance, I think Riddle Baku is set to start for Mainz. He's 5 million, but don't expect him to save your fantasy weekend. He scored a goal and got nine points, I think, out of the game at Union. So that's, for me, it's the ceiling is not high enough for me to consider that. Even if I buy, I'm buying cheap midfielders or, or defenders, I want guys, if everything falls right, they, they, they're having 20 points. And I'm not seeing that with Baku. I might jinx it now, but uh, I'm not seeing it. Another Mainz midfielder to go even uh, cheaper is Leandro Barrero for 2.7 million. But these guys are purely in consideration because of them uh, being in the starting lineup. And Banish, actually, if he plays, I think, is a, is a very, very good choice. Oh. It's just like, I, I think he's like 40% likely to start, so it's... It's more likely that he doesn't start. That's it. But if you if you have Baku and he gets you four points, you probably swap him out anyway. That's why I I personally my style of play would be not to go with a player like Baku or Barrero. And if I don't have the funds to to get a player who I feel better uh, of his starting chances with potential, I I go with a player. Uh, as Benish or even uh, Giovanni Reina of, of, of Dortmund, just in the hopes that they might start. Yeah, you know what? And I'll, th- I'll throw one more name into the mix, and it's purely because he actually is in Kicker's predicted lineup. And it's not the greatest matchup against a hair to side that are in form, but we mentioned him in midweek while we were doing the, the questions and answers on Twitter. Uh, but it's Saran Ranbezi of Augsburg. Now, he came off the bench again in midweek. He had a one shot and set up another shot. And I'm just thinking if he does get the run out, given the fact that Richter had a very bad game, uh, then maybe Saran Ranbezi is uh, an option worth considering. He's only 1.7 million as a midfielder but like Benish uh, he comes with a healthy measure of risk the thing is I bet you Flo knowing my luck I picked Benish as my Vegas choice uh, in midweek he doesn't start and you've picked him now as a potential hero move and I bet you he'll start and score big it'll ju- it's just the way things go with me and you sometimes when it comes to our player picks I seem to uh, always pick him at the wrong time whereas you seem to get it spot on that's that's why I have you on the show <laughs> yeah, we'll see we'll see I, I'm, I'm not claiming that it's going to be I, I'm just saying it could be and I'm, I'm not I don't think it could be with Baku or Borero. Uh, if it's good, you're getting like around 10 points. That won't change the landscape of your fantasy weekend, probably. No, definitely not. Then let's move on to the second part of his question. He's asking whether he should remove Kainz. Yeah, if you have Leipzig midfielders, I would do it. Uh, so he's personally on my chopping block. I think the second part was if he has lost his place in the starting 11. I'm not sure of that. I mean, a lot of coaches did some rotation during midweek. I, I would worry if Kainz isn't in the starting lineup against Leipzig, but I expect him actually. Unlike Kicker, Kicker have uh, Drexler starting uh, instead of Kainz. I mean, he came on, he scored a goal. What do you want? Uh, I, I think he's going to be in the starting lineup, but still, he would be on the chopping block for me. Yeah, and Drexler, of course, had that nasty knock of knees with Benjamin Hubner that got Hubner sent off for his second bookable offence. So uh, we wait to see how he will recover. But yeah, no, I would agree with your assessment there, Flo. And then the third part of the question, uh, he says he had Arnold for the big haul. So congratulations, Life Great of Bird shout, 2703. Yes. That was a fantastic yeah. shout. He's asking, should I star him this week? Now, I wanted to include this part of the question, Flo, because I, I think it's another important important chance for us to reiterate to any new players coming to the Bundesliga fantasy game yeah. when it comes to your star man you can move it along if your first star man on the Friday night doesn't work out you can move it to Saturday if that doesn't work out Saturday evening then you've got Sunday and this week we've even got Monday yeah. but the fact is Arnold is a great shout for the star man this weekend yeah but like if you have someone it doesn't matter even if the guy you have on Friday evening for some reason isn't playing and you still, you, you already confirmed your transfers or whatnot, you, you make him your star man. You, you go with the kickoff times, just like you said, James. And if Saturday comes around and, uh, then you can think about starring 
uh, Arnold, and I, I actually think it's it's a good idea. I'm not sure which player I would make my starman over Arnold on the kickoff slot at uh, Saturday afternoon because apart from the Wolfsburg-Frankfurt game, it's Hertha, Augsburg, Mainz, Hoffenheim, Schalke, Bremen. So Arnold is a fine pick in that time slot. But if he doesn't perform, move on. Yeah. You 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 get the star to Napoli or whoever you got later. Yeah, it's one of the beautiful things about the Bundesliga fantasy game is that you can do that. And of course, you can make substitutions throughout the weekend as well. Let's move on to the next listener question. It's from at underscore Neil FPL underscore. He says, hi, guys, new player here and absolutely loving it so far. And that's great to hear. And I think from what I've seen, the response to, to players coming in for the first time during the hiatus has been incredibly positive. And we just hope it can continue and that the interest doesn't necessarily die uh, once other leagues come back. But hey, we will wait to see see what happens but he is asking first part of his question what are your thoughts on Wolfsburg and Bremen assets anyone worth bringing in this week yeah I mentioned his name a few times during the Rick Ronde is Renato Steffen for 9.5 million he is on a tear right now actually I think got four goals and via header and like he's a small guy but uh, he can head the ball for sure Arnold would be the safe option we already talked about him but uh, he he's ex- expensive, 15.7 million, so you can get that a bit cheaper. And also, I think Brekalo for eight point something million. If you don't have the funds to go up to Stefan, I actually prefer Stefan over Brekalo, but it's close. Both are viable in mid- midfielders. And on the Bremen side, Friedel would be the only option I would look at, and not very favorably, but. He's 3.8 million. If you don't want to go with Pekarik for some reason, like Friedel, there's a, some chance he get dropped. I, I just don't see how Kofel can do that because Friedel had an outstanding game at Freiburg. He had a very good game against Gladbach. I'm not sure if you will support my view on that matter there, James. You saw the game as well, but I, I just think it's sending the wrong message if, like, He's playing at his best. I've never seen him better than in the last two games. Yeah, no, you know, I'd uh, agree with that. Friedel played. Yeah, that's not saying much <laughs> uh, if you saw, saw him before, though, but he's actually playing playing pretty decent. Oh, you, you're doing so I don't think he'll be. <laughs> you were doing dropped. so well there, and then you just, yeah, you took it took it all away from him at the end. But no, <laughs> I think you're right. Ed, you are right. Like he's we been could have form. talked about Valkovic. He, uh, he had the uh, best three games uh, of his career after the Bundesliga return. Uh, well, I was going to say, I feel like you and Velkovic, that's a whole podcast yeah. in and of itself though so we may <laughs> may not want to open that can of worms we've, we've, we, we've threatened to do that in the past at times um, but it's nice to hear that you're starting to be positive about Milos that's, that's very good news yeah. but let's move on to the second part of Neil's question because it's about his backline again which we have touched on a lot of times but he says I've got Trimmel, Framberger Zimmermann and Angelino in defence with tough games for them this week who would you replace and for whom? So uh, I've ranked them in the order I would sell them in. And first choice would be Zimmermann, then Framberger, then Trimmel, then Angelino. That would be my order. By far my first choice buying, Benzabaini, you probably guessed that by now. Uh, Pekarik, best budget option. Posh is a, you hope for a set-piece goal option and also a clean sheet. And if that combines, he can have a really good game for Offenheim. And he's cheap. I think five points something. I said that earlier. So that would be the first guys I'd think about. Yeah, no, I think I, I maybe with the the exception, I'd, I'd maybe flip Framberger and Trimmel in terms of my priority of selling. Yeah, that's close, but, yeah. But otherwise, I would completely agree with that assessment. Okay, final listener question from part one. And don't worry, if your question hasn't come up in part one, uh, there are plenty that are going to be filtered out throughout part two when we go through the fixture list. But I will say sorry to anyone's question that we didn't include because first time ever, I actually didn't have, We don't. I don't think we had enough time to really get through them all. But the the lightning round uh, comes in from at FF underscore Vader again. He's asking for the best forward option under 15 million flow. I would say Cunha for 9.3 and player as a close number second. And is it time to sell Karaman? Yes. Is Philip Max worth keeping? Jain, if that's a word that translates <laughs> <laughs> translate in English. So it's a bit of both that, uh, that's meaning. So... Uh, he got Cologne next week. That's a decent matchup. 
He has a high price tag, and that's the only reason I would think about selling him. Because apart from that, I think he has he, he's a good fantasy uh, defender. Just his price tag is too high. The matchup at Berlin looks like it's not going to be as good as we saw the, uh, before the Bundesliga break. Yeah, that's it. I'll be honest. I brought him in in midweek, but I'm looking to get rid of him again. It really was a one and done for me with Philip Max yeah. just because of his price. It's depending on h- how your budget looks. True. If you need budgets, yeah, sell him. If you don't need it, why not keep him? He's definitely a differential pick and it's like Hatter has looked poor for long stretches of the season. We've seen so far they look looking good on, uh, under Labadia, but it's three games and they had a lot of luck at the first game at, at Hoffenheim. So we can't be too sure. Like it's, it's always, I think, a mistake to draw conclusions with, uh, when you don't have the sample size to, to be as sure as you think you are. Yeah, that's it. I think, I think everyone's waiting for that honeymoon period under Labadia maybe to come to an end. I think a lot of people thought it might happen against Leipzig, but that was not the case. Last part of FF Vader's question. Reiner, is he a good option to enable another elite player? Yeah, hinted at it. Um, he's a total punt because he's probably not in the starting lineup, but still like it better than other players. Like, you can go for Christian Gross of Werder Bremen. He's one million, but what is he going to do? Nothing, even if he plays. So <laughs> I, I'd rather, it's just the way it is. It's not, it's not slagging, like not all, all players are equally uh, viable in fantasy. And I would rather have Reiner than another player at that price tag who is going to start, but like his likelihood of, of doing something is as high as Manuel Gulde scoring a goal. So very, very low. And uh, if you're talking Reina, uh, then uh, Benesch uh, is another name I would bring up here. 2.7 million, so he's more expensive. But I also think his likelihood of starting is a bit higher than Reina's is. But it's basically it's the same move you're doing. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, I, I just wonder, we will talk about it later on the show, but with Erling Haaland out, I wonder whether Reiner does actually have a decent shot of returning to the starting lineup yeah. uh, for Dortmund. But I mean, it, it, your guess is, is as good as ours when it comes to Lucien Favre and some of the things that he pulls uh, out of his box of tricks sometimes. And Well, well Sancho is, as, oh, as Reiner so was slotted to start. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, If they want to keep him, they can't put him on the bench forever. True. It's, that's a good that's a very ah. good point actually very good point yeah but we, we yeah I mean we'll wait to see what happens but I think yeah Reina in fairness is a gamble but at that price I think you can maybe you can swallow the gamble and accept the gamble even if he doesn't start or maybe comes off the bench and doesn't get that many points and they and they're playing it's not the last kickoff time so they're playing at Sunday evening yeah. but you probably have Monday involvement so it's not the end of the world if he doesn't play and you invested one million no very true okay We will leave it there then for part one. Plenty of listener questions are done and dusted, but plenty more still to come in amongst the fixture list. So we'll be back to break it down in just a jiffy. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Let's get RT stuck into the match day 29 fixture list, starting with that Friday night game, Freiburg against Leverkusen. And I will start with a listener question, Flo, but at Shiva FPL is asking for three cheap players to watch out for in the lineups if they are confirmed in there, in terms of where is the differential potential for these guys? It's it's tough because I don't like Freiburg at all for for that match. And if we're looking at the Leverkusen side, clearly Paulinho is top of that list. 5.4 million is his price tag. Only problem is that he's a striker in game, which would make it pretty hard for me, I think, to pull, to actually pull the trigger. Another one is Lucas Alario at 10.9 million. So we're not looking at very, very cheap options. I don't think we'll have that in that match. He's 10.9 million. Might be that after the experience against Wolfsburg, he came on later that Bosch is now willing to start with a real striker up front again. And that would be Alario. So he, he could be a good choice and already mentioned Sinkraven for 7.4 million. Non player of the Freiburg side is enticing. If you like, no, like you always do put a gun to my head and say which one of the cheap Freiburg players, then it would be Quan. 
for 7.2 million if he would be in a starting lineup. He's a midfielder, but yeah, is, I'm, I'm not, what's he said in, in, uh, uh, I'm not endorsing that message. <laughs> yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's definitely yeah. a good way of putting it. And if you, if you think about Wirtz, the, the young Leverkusen guy, he's not in the game yet. So I, I can't, I, I'm not sure why, but I can't recommend him because you can't buy him. So that no use there. Yeah. But if he were to be included until kickoff, then definitely Wirtz would probably top off the list. Um, depending on how the price tag looks on him and if he's a striker or a midfielder. Yeah, also one of the big questions then. Okay, I mean, I was also going to ask you who tops your shopping list on Friday night, but I think you've covered a fair few players. There. Is there anyone else that you do want to mention that would top your shopping list that you haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, I've got three players uh, named here. Alario we talked about and Bellarabi and Amiri are the other two. Both are volatile midfielders. They they can only make the cut for me personally if Kai Havertz isn't playing for some reason. Because mm. I've if you have a Leverkusen midfielder, you only can star one. So I, I think doubling up on in one position at one kick of time is even even worse when it's Friday evening because you, you, you're you're. Uh, nicking yourself flexibilities and Bellarabi and Amiri both are guys you just put in because they're playing on a Friday evening and have the potential to get you 20 points if like if it's their game uh, I wouldn't do that if you already have Harvard's yeah, I think that's a, a fair way to look at it. Okay, let's move on to the Saturday 3.30 fixtures. There are four of them this weekend because we do have the added flexibility of a Monday night game. And again, I'll start with, well, I'll just stick to listener questions, actually. At Mulcave underscore Mike uh, says, Frankfurt have conceded 11 goals since returning to action. So is there a Wolfsburg player or two worth considering this match day? Yeah, and I, I talked uh, about all three already. Only midfielders for my taste because Otavio got himself injured. So now they don't have a cheap um, wing-back option anymore. Uh, and the midfielders would be Stefan, Arnold and Brekalo. Without considering the price tag, Arnold would be top of that list. Considering the price tag, it would be Stefan for me. Well, that's interesting. That leads us nicely into our, our second and listener question on this game from at KJFPL. Uh, he's asking, what's our fantasy take on Marin Pongracic? I mean, after his impressive performance against Leverkusen, I mean, he's caught the eye and he says it's a big game, but is he a good asset for the long haul, especially considering they've got Frankfurt and Bremen next? Well, you know my stance uh, regarding centre-backs, I guess, James. So he scored big because he scored a brace. And that's not a very likely outcome for centre back. And unless he's not scoring on Hinteregger uh, terms or, or, or <laughs> yeah. pace, it, yeah. it's very tough for me to bring in a centre back. I mean, he's pretty cheap with 7.2 million, but I can get uh, almost four Pekericks for that price. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Exactly four. That's one way to look at it. <laughs> so if if I'm going to punt, I'm uh, I'm going cheaper, and if I'm going to spend at that price range, I'm looking personally. I look at wingbacks because uh, your your centre backs most of the time they have to score or at least get a clean sheet to to even have decent numbers and stay in your squad. And I don't like to to bank on that. No, that's a very fair point, but that's exactly why I wanted to ask you that question so that you could once again air that thought process because I think it is an important one, the fact that wing-backs are so much more valuable in this game than centre-backs, unless, of course, your name is Martin Hinteregger. He is an exception to every rule out there, seemingly. But OK, let's move on to the next game, Mainz against Hoffenheim. We have talked about him already, but a question from a listener at Sabino02 is asking whether Baumgartner is essential. So I'm, I'm looking at that as a, as a must-have. I wouldn't go that far, but he's definitely the best uh, option in that price range. Yes, uh, I would say that. Um, they're playing now at Mainz and then at Düsseldorf. So actually two good uh, matchups in a row. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd maybe caveat that by saying 
for new players to the game, I would say that Baumgartner should be very high on your list of essential players. Yes. For people that have maybe been playing since the start of the season, less so. Just because I think for new players, his price is, is so good for them. Um, and of course, there are so many big price midfielders that you do want to get into your squad. Baumgartner could be the nice foil for that. But I do agree with your your assessment there, Flo, that for, for people that have maybe been playing since the start of the season, not necessarily a must-have. Hetter against Augsburg. And again, question from a listener, at AYMR. He says, is it worth investing in Hertha Berlin? Uh, yes, um, I already hinted at that. But you should be cautious because they're playing at Dortmund next week. We just saw that they can perform at Leipzig. Um, but still, I would rather not have Berlin assets in my squad next week. Okay, well, he said, if you said yes, what are your top three options? So you kind, you kind of said yes. So what are your top three options? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Pekarik, top budget option. Cunha, very good option up front and also quite cheap. So um, both things are like. And then it's Darida midfield. Uh, you hinted at Mittelstädt. If Mittelstädt gets a green light before Friday evening, he jumps at um, my number two mm. transfer target at defense for this week behind Benzabaini. Oh, interesting. But uh, at the moment, I've, I feel it's more likely that he's not going to play against Augsburg. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely risky one with him um, and he could be a very good asset for, for this match day. But yeah, we just don't know what his status is right now. I mean, uh, even Plattenhardt could get the green light. True. So we're not sure of his status right now. It's... Thursday evening in Germany while we're recording. And they said he got symptoms of a mild concussion, but it's not clear when he will be clear to, to, to play again. And if they're saying, no, it's nothing, could be that Plattenhardt is in the starting lineup. Then actually he would be a very good choice indeed. I don't, but I don't think it's likely. And I wouldn't go that route unless we get like, a statement from Berlin saying, yeah, Plattenhardt is good to go. Okay, yeah. And I, and, and I don't think we'll get that yeah, I know. until Friday evening. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to get that for every player, every match day, if possible. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not the way things work out. But okay, in terms of, you were talking about steering clear there. The final fixture of the 3.30 kickoffs that I do want to talk about, Schalke against Bremen. Is this a fixture that we are just steering clear of on the whole? Yes, because I can tell you one stat. It's um, uh, the match between the two teams who have scored the least amount of goals in this year. So Schalke scored five since the turn of the year and uh, Bremen uh, six. So, yeah, should be a great game. <laughs> yeah. and, and we saw against Gladbach why Bremen just scored six. So I, I, I miss, uh, I, I'm missing Furkrug so much right now. Yeah, he could make, he it's could make like such I a difference saw. right now. He really could. Yeah, or, or basically every decent striker who is capable of hitting the back of the net could. But Sargent is just not ready. I mean, he had a chance if he would just keep his head up and see where the, like, where the road to the goal is. Uh, cause, cause Summer was out of the goal and. Yeah. But he he just kept his eye on the ball and, and yeah, so he was blocked. The shot was blocked with a bit more composure. That would have been a goal. Like if you could swap in Pizarro just for that moment, <laughs> yeah, yeah, give him the ball twelve yards out and he can he can look where to shoot. That would be good. We need special teams in football. That's basically. Yeah. <laughs> there you go yeah and then Claudia Pizarro can play till he's 50 if there yeah. are special teams that I wouldn't say no to that either no doubt about it no I think it is a game that it's just it's not a very investable one in terms of fantasy and yeah. Flo's outlined exactly the reasons why yeah I mentioned Friedel so if like if you're feeling like Schalke has folded this season, then Friedel might be the only one I would look yeah. at. Well, let's talk, let's talk about a game that is a little more investable and arguably a lot of people would have, will have invested in it already. It is, of course, a Saturday evening game, Bayern against Fortuna Dusseldorf. For fun fact for you, Thomas Muller has had a direct hand in 10 goals in his last five Bundesliga games against Fortuna. Five goals, five assists. So if you're fancying an outside shout and maybe you don't have Lewandowski for some strange reason, then Thomas Muller 
could be your man. He's been in fine form under Hansi Flick. But what I wanted to ask you, Flo, and actually, I mean, I was going to ask you a, a similar question, but at VikingJ13 put it well for me with his question on Twitter. He said, uh, I hope your midweek was better than mine. I just scraped 90 points in the end. I only got 80, so you did better than me, Viking J. But he says, how are you approaching Bayern now that they've basically won the title? Rotation starting now, or is Flick going to get this mathematically done ASAP? Yeah, we don't know yet. That's Flick's first season. Um, my guess is that he feels the strongest 11 with two or three exceptions of players are getting rested. Boateng, I think, is on top of that list because he got some muscle issues on the last two match days, always was substituted out. For, so I think Hernandez is going to start. But I, I don't expect him to do a lot of rotation, but... Who knows? So we're, we're not sure yet. So uh, I think Lewandowski is safe because as long as he has a shot on reaching 40 goals, they they try everything to make that possible. But apart from that, Goretzka will probably is a safe bat to play and not a bad choice, actually. In midfield. Well, I was going to say, I mean, if you don't mind me jumping in quickly, I think the big difference here is in norm, in a normal Bundesliga season, yes, um, with Bayern having a seven-point lead and only 18 points left to play for, uh, I think we would expect a healthy measure of rotation. But that is normally because they're still in the Champions League at this point and they would then be battling with midweek fixtures as well. So therefore, there might be a few more curveballs thrown into the mix. But of course, right now, Champions League uh, is not on the docket. Yeah. So right now, Hansi Flick won't need to rotate in the same way he may be would have if this had been a normal season yeah. so I don't think I fear rotation and Bayern as much as I would have in the last couple of seasons that's not to say that in the current climate with five substitutions and you know a lot of players picking up niggly little muscular injuries that he's not going to manage a few more minutes here and there with some of his players but I certainly don't fear the rotation as much as I normally would have yeah you're making uh, great points in a much shorter time than I was able to James uh, and I agree totally uh, let's put it this way. I wouldn't sell any Bayern assets for this weekend. Ah, well, okay. Can I ask you? Because I wanted to ask you about Serge Gnabry. A lot of a lot of people were asking. I, I wanted that. Like that was the point I was going go, to go make. for it. Then but go for it. I personally, I don't have Serge Gnabry, and I probably won't bring him in just because of some doubts of him playing and what's buying is looking like, or is he just playing one half? Who knows. So I probably will look elsewhere to spend the big bucks in midfield this week. Well, I'll be honest with Serge Gnabry. He is in my team. Yeah. And I will be very honest that he's he's high on the chopping block purely because... Really? Well, purely because I made the... Uh, I'll call it a mistake. In hindsight, you know, it is a mistake. But had he not scored that delicious chip with his only shot of the game, maybe it wouldn't have been. But I sold Kimmich in midweek to free up funds. And so what I think I may have to do is have to sell Gnabry in order to bring Kimmich back in. And that is why I think I might take the route of, of dropping Serge Gnabry because at his price you do want him scoring big on a regular basis the problem is there is that fear in the back of your mind at all times that you sell him and then against Dusseldorf he'll just absolutely explode um, and and you'll seriously regret it I, I, I wouldn't sell, sell him and I mean I named him in the four midfielders I expect to score a lot but that's just like goes to show that there there isn't a lot of certainty at the end of uh, the English Woche. True. With the high price asset. So um, I wouldn't necessarily invest in Nabri, but I wouldn't sell him either. It's a risk, but. Maybe, maybe I'll take that advice yeah. then when it comes to making my transfers. Who knows? We'll see what happens because there's. He can easily outscore Kimmich. Like two to one. True, but I've also got better candidates for star men in midfield than I do in defence, potentially. That's that's the thinking behind it. But again, this, this thought process has not come to its conclusion yet. It's still arguably in its infancy. So yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. But I think that's why a lot of people are looking at his form and going, okay, a bit disappointing, especially in the fantasy sense. But I do, yeah, I, I will warn, he has the potential to really explode against Dusseldorf if he's in the starting lineup, of course. Okay, three games left to go from match day 29 and we'll start with the Sunday ones. Gladbach against Union. We've got three games left before our player picks Gladbach Union being the first and a question from at Sabino 2 again he's asking player or Taram now this was a question that we answered a lot in midweek flow now yeah. we both erred on the side of player yeah. are you still in that camp? yes but it's always a, a close decision 
because like it's it's also how how a specific game will flow but in the long run i still think that player is a better choice up front but if you go to ram i wouldn't fault you no, that's actually, yeah, okay, it's probably a good way of looking at it. I mean, Turam is slightly cheaper than player, and that certainly does play in his favour. Um, but in fairness, we've talked about Gladbach's assets enough. I think we can probably swiftly move on to the other Sunday fixture because we do have a big talking point with the next one. It's Paderborn against Dortmund. And of course, the big question from several listeners, but I'll read two questions out, Flo. One was from Van Dykes to watch out for. He says, is it worth doing a Haaland hokey-cokey if he's just out for one game? And then follow that up with, at Adam underscore five was asking for possible replacements for Haaland. So I'm not sure what a hokey-cokey is. So I think he means uh, it's a case of one and done. Yeah. Like, do, do, you, do, do you hold on to him on the chance that he comes back the game after Paderborn? Yeah, I wouldn't hold Like, You know my stance on that. If I've got an injured or suspended player, he's usually out the door. There has to be a lot of happening that I'm going to stick with a player who's not playing, especially with the one who cost me like 15 million. And uh, I, I don't change the rules just because of Haaland. Well, I think uh, I'll just I'll caveat this because I think it's coming from the fantasy Premier League background where, you know, you've got three bench players, but you can't rotate them in. You know, there's no flexibility through the weekend. So you might stick with an injured player in the Premier League game because you'll just sit him on your bench and then he'll be back next week. And it doesn't cost you transfer points. It doesn't cost you points to bring him in. Whereas, of course, transfers in the Bundesliga fantasy game uh, don't cost you anything in terms of your points. And so therefore you, you want the flexibility flexibility you don't want to lose one of your three star strikers there's only three of them uh, on any given weekend so to lose one of them to injury really would be quite costly potentially in the Bundesliga game yeah yeah I agree so it, it doesn't like you can bring him back next week if you want to you have three transfers every week and like if you want to then, then plan accordingly meaning not buying too many players who you know will have a very bad matchup the week after that. Okay, then to talk about another big player, and I've kind of hinted at it already in this show, and I know you've talked about it a little bit as well, but the the game against Bayern, he came off the bench, Jadon Sancho, and he really did not look like the Jadon Sancho we have all uh, come to know and love in the Bundesliga, especially this season with his uh, fantasy returns. And so my question really, Flo, is have we lost one of our biggest fantasy powerhouses? I'm not ready to say that. He, he probably just enjoyed the quarantine a bit too much. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> what didn't we all? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I can't blame him on on a personal level, but like I said before, I ex- I expect him to be back, and I mean he's got another haircut, and yeah, he he looks a bit like Mario Götze at times in 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 the past. I give you that. Still expect him to start, and I mean he probably hasn't forgotten to to play football i'd hope so, not <laughs> uh, I, i'm like it's i think it's too early to jump shit on Jaden sancho especially since he as he returned he had some issues and was injured that's why he uh, wasn't in the starting lineup the first game back and maybe he's just recovering a bit slower than everyone ha- was hoping for but i think the smart move would now to give him uh his run at Paderborn and he can turn things around there. Yeah, I mean, he's certain, I mean, the the upside against a, a Paderborn team is is always is always good, and I mean I, that that comes with the pinch of salt that we remember the three or draw from earlier this season. But there were big fantasy points in that game, despite it being a disappointing result for Dortmund, and one that they will probably look back on when it comes to if they miss out on the title. And it does look likely uh, that it was a potential turning point. But yeah, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sold on Sancho myself. But the thing is, if he does come back into the starting lineup, there is every chance that like Gnabry, he could punish you for making a decision not to bring him in uh, this weekend and yeah as Flo pointed out a lot of people will of course have sold him so he could actually be a differential if not everyone is willing to take that gamble this weekend yeah or, or you want if you want to go the safer route you could uh, take uh, Rafa Guerrero yeah as a Dortmund midfielder yeah who's pretty good and He's in good shape. Yeah, the, the, to say the least, right? Okay, final game then. It's the Monday night game. Köln against Leipzig. Now, Köln, of course, without a win behind closed doors so far. Leipzig have been a bit patchy. Now, plenty of fantasy players will have Leipzig players in their side already, Flo. You've, you've kind of touched on it briefly, but how would you handle the Monday night game? I, I, like, I probably I won't have any Cologne players 
three, two, four Leipzig players. Um, I, I wouldn't panic because of your Leipzig assets, but more, I think it's, it's bad and you should have at least one is usually how I approach it. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. And as I said, I mean, I've got, yeah, I think I've got four in my side right now. And I'm, yeah, I th- that's not a terrible number. I, it's not necessarily my first priority to reduce that necessarily because Leipzig do have a very good run of fixtures. Even if their form's been a bit patchy, they still have the best fixture list from now until the end of the season, in my opinion. So they're worth backing. Um, a question from a listener to, to close out the fixture list uh, from at Shiva FPL. He says, and Kunku keeps getting subbed at the 70th minute. Are there better alternatives at that price flow? Maybe now. Neuhaus, he's, he's almost the exact uh, same price tag as Nkunku. I still think Nkunku's potential is so enormous. I mean, we were talking about Baumgartner for quite a while and it, like now he's exploded and everyone has seen what he can do. That can happen to Nkunku in a heartbeat. So I, I think players like him, and it's not just in Kunku, it's other players as well. The like the um, possibility to change five times during a match definitely has changed more than I thought it would have. So I, I was I was wrong about that. Uh, I think I I have to admit. Um, but I think many creative players like in Kunku got that problem right now. So I, I don't see the great alternatives. And the sub fifteen million yeah. area. Well, I, th- I think the other thing with the substitutions is that it's it's still an equalizer, right? In terms of everyone's kind of in the same boat. We're all picking big assets that are still getting you know substituted off a little earlier than we're accustomed to seeing because of the new uh, rules and regulations. But for the most part, we're all being affected in equal manner. So it it is a tough one. I mean, I, I'm happy to stick by Unkunku myself because we've seen already this. I mean, he's had an outrageously good season and he. He is someone that can score very big on any given match. Okay, let's close out the show then. Player picks time flow. I've got some redemption on the line here, but I'll let you go first. Vegas choice, who are you going for? Uh, I think it's the most expensive Vegas choice I've ever had. (laughs) And that's uh, Jaden Sancho for 21.7 million. I think he could be a huge differential pick this match day, but he could also be totally useless and that's definitely hurting if you invest over 20 million still might do it yeah but that's exactly why he's a perfect candidate for the Vegas choice you're right and I think yes without a doubt the most expensive one ever chosen uh, I've gone a little bit cheaper but I'm still in the midfield range uh, and I've gone with Renato Steffen uh, for 9.5 million of, of Wolfsburg because as we talked about earlier he is in good form Flo's highlighted him enough I don't need to say too much about him but uh with him and Wolfsburg, I still feel like there's an element of a bit hit and miss. That's why I've made him a Vegas choice pick. Uh, but I think he's well worth considering this weekend. How about your super Schnepchen? Who are you busting your budget with? So uh, it would be very cheeky for me just saying the name you wrote down in the script, <laughs> like as the first try, because that's the obvious super Schnepchen. But I'm not going to do that, James. So I'm I'm giving you the honor. But like the second uh, super Schnepchen, I would name is probably Laszlo Benes for 2.9 million but the name that James is going to give you I think is is by far the best super schnäppchen on this match day. Yeah, and we have mentioned him, but I'm technically I'm getting my own back on you because you stole Philip Kostic off me in midweek because you got your tweet out first. <laughs> so that's that's why I wanted to I do bet, that. I bet it was. I, I, I didn't want I didn't want you to steal any of yeah, my no, thunder. Yeah, you, you, uh, you made me have a rethink, and the rethink didn't go very well. But okay, Peter Pekarik is the man. Flo has talked to him about him. The the hair to right back, 1.8 million. I think he is the perfect choice for a super schnäppchen this weekend, even though we do still need to consider the fact that Hertha are playing Dortmund uh, the weekend after. How about the banker then? Who are you turning to the the guarantee this weekend? Uh, I'm I'm taking a leaf out of your team's name and I'm picking Kai Havertz for 20 million. Uh, So everyone who had him and is now disappointed because of the five points he got against Wolfsburg. I've got a stat for you. Freiburg conceded 491 shots this season that's by far number one in the league second place is Mainz with 426 so they're not even in the same ballpark as Freiburg so um that's why I like Leverkusen very much going into this week and on top of that they're playing on a Friday evening so it's 
It's looking very good for Leverkusen. Yeah, I think that's a, a very good pick. Yeah, and admittedly, 35 of those, what was it, 491 shots they had faced? Yeah. 35 of those came from Frankfurt um, in midweek, which is quite an impressive statistic. And it was actually one of the best pieces of advice I gave out to uh, Adrian Sertel, uh when he was talking, asking about goalkeepers. And I had a look at the fixture list and I said, you know what, go for Schwallow because you guys have, you know, the Freiburg have the added flexibility of it all. Uh, and he proved to be an inspired pick. Despite conceding three times, he was the highest scoring goalkeeper of the weekend right my banker and this is because I am not sold on the Jaden Sancho show just yet but my banker is Rafael Guerrero 14.6 million the guy has been in inspired form in the second half this season as a whole the second half of the season but also since the Bundesliga's restart and he is the safer option for me if you're looking to get into that Dortmund midfield when it comes to their game against Paderborn so yeah Rafael Guerrero 14.6 million uh, he is my banker for the week and I'm just hoping and praying that he can do a little bit better than Alassane Player did last week. If he does, then I will take that as my little moment of redemption. But okay, that brings us to an end of this week's Talking Fußball Fantasy episode. Don't forget to follow us at Talking Fußball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. If you haven't yet, join the Talking Fußball Fantasy League. Of course, you can still get in touch with any questions from between now uh, and kickoff. Flo and I will endeavour to answer as many as we can yeah. uh, before the lineups come out. Although I have to say I'm on late shift on Friday evenings. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure how available uh, I will be. Just as an apology, Although, in fairness, uh, I, yeah, I don't think before. I don't think we can answer any and all so, questions, Flo. We're, we're only human <laughs> at the end of the day, right? And we do have jobs to do as well. But yeah, we will. I, that's why I said we will endeavour to answer as many as we can. But yes, maybe because I'm commentating the Friday so, night game. Get, yeah, get your question. So why, why are you saying yeah, exactly. that? We're, we're happy that, but we're both working yeah, on it. Friday well, evening. Then, so then, get in touch with us as early as possible. Think all oh, these. <laughs> These guys are just ignoring me. No, okay, we're not ignoring you, but maybe maybe <laughs> get your questions in quicker or yeah. as early as possible uh, and yes. you'll have a better chance of us answering them. Maybe that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I think from like from the time uh, where the lineups are set until kickoff, I probably won't have too much time. Oh, and I definitely yes. won't. So yeah, okay, that's that's very yeah. fair. Okay, it's, it's well worth pointing out. Yeah, I, I just want, uh, don't want you to set the expectations so high and then we're not able to fulfill well, that. Well, no, it's... I, I, I'm trying to teach my kids that that you shouldn't promise something you you can't can't fulfill. That's very true, and we went big in midweek, yeah. so we set the yeah. we set the standard. But I'm not sure we're quite going to be able to meet it. So yeah, take it with a pinch of salt, ladies and gents. <laughs> but yes. for now, from me, your host James Sarah, good flow, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, Alfie Dehern. Alfie Dehern. <laughs> <laughs>